solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast. I am John Summit Sports Guy Hickman. Happy to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Texans sent you. A lot is on the plate for today. However, let me go ahead and pass it off to my boy, Cody Davis, so we can get things kicked off. Yes, sir. And on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to be looking at some early expectations for the Texans as they head closer to their first preseason game. And then we want to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, looking at the bounce back performance from Davis Mills. But we're going to get this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with looking at the emergence of rookie wide receiver Nico Collins. Now, John and listeners, dating back to the very first day the Texans drafted Collins. One of the best attributes that I love about Collins was his size. He's a wide receiver that's coming in, standing six foot four, weighing in at 215 pounds. And the reason why I was so excited about Nico Collins' size is because the Texans finally added a wide receiver who can actually go out there and create separation with his body. And to me personally, I kind of feel like that's part of the reason why this offense struggled the first half of last season is because a lot of their receivers were kind of on the small side of the spectrum. In fact, the biggest receiver that the Texans had on their roster last year was Isaiah Coulter. And we all know that Coulter did not play at all last season. But when you look at a guy like Nico Collins and you add in his size, along the fact that he is also a gifted receiver who can go out there and get those 50-50 balls, Collins actually has an opportunity to develop into one of the best wide receivers in his league once he established himself as a primary NFL receiver. And on yesterday, I had an opportunity to see Nico Collins use his body size in order to get that separation. It was during the Texans' 7-on-7 drill. And Collins caught a touchdown pass from Davis Mills. His defender was John Reed. I don't think John Reed gonna make the team, man. I, I agree. I, I understand it. it. And like I say, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because Nico Collins will be playing against cornerbacks who are a lot better than John Reed. But the one thing that you cannot take away from John is his size. John Reed is your typical NFL cornerback in 2021. A guy that stands somewhere between 5'10 to barely scratching the surface of six foot, coming in at 203 pounds. The way Nico Collins was able to use his body in order to create that separation between him and John Reed lets me know that on a week to week basis, Nico Collins has the ability to outmatch a lot of his defenders. And that is going to be a major attribute that is going to separate Nico Collins from a lot of these receivers in today's NFL. Once again, John and listeners, just like I said last week, I would not be surprised. Come week one of the regular season, Nico Collins is already filling in as the Texans' number two receiver. Which is great news because you got him in the uh, what fourth round? Third round. Remember, they traded up. They gave up two picks in order to move up in the third round to select Nico Collins at pick number 89. So you're getting a a wide receiver, too, 
that you traded up for, obviously, that you had a lot of confidence in going through the draft process. Actually, I wish I could show you guys, but I was actually informed about a month ahead of time, between two to, two to four weeks ahead of time, that the Houston Texans had Nico Collins high on their list. And, Cody, I can show you that right now. So they really believe in him. He took that time off last year, did not play for Michigan, and really worked on his route running ability. A guy fast as well, and he uses his size very good to make those plays. And I think for Houston, you're in a situation where you can take your time with him, but you don't have to take your time with him. And I, I can I can see week one him being the number two receiver on this team. I could also see Houston just working him in, still getting him more comfortable with the NFL at the NFL level against uh, I'm sorry against cornerbacks. But the guy is actually a steal for Houston. I don't think he would have lasted to that next round that Houston was ever going to be able to pick in. So they knew they had to go get him. Probably would have gotten him. If Davis Mills wasn't available at 67, they probably would have went ahead and got him as well. That's, that's how much they really believed in him. My question for, for Nico is, will he see a lot of targets due to uh, what we presume this offense will be and due to Tyrod Taylor? I, I really got to see Tyrod Taylor play some football, man. It's been two years since I've seen him play football, uh, at least credible football. The last time we saw him play football, he, he really was not at the top of his game. Now being out as much as he was from last season, getting better, getting those reps in after nursing that injury, you know, that an injury like that and how it happened can take a toll on a player like Tyrod Taylor, who is a, for, for lack of better words, right now a career bridge quarterback. And if Tyrod is not that, quarterback throughout the entire season is going to be Davis Mills and can Davis Mills and Nico Collins create and develop some type of uh, chemistry together. I do think he is, he, he is able to go out there and play with pretty much any quarterback and make plays here and there every now and then. But if we want to see the best version of Nico, he, he has to get those first team reps with the first team quarterback and they're going to have to establish that trust right now because his skill set and his talent can, you know, can push him over the edge over Chris Conley, over the other receivers on this team, Isaiah Cola, who I, who I've heard had a good day at training camp on Monday. He's right there, man. This first preseason game, which I'm kind of alluding to what we're going to talk about, but this first preseason game for Nico, I just want to see him get a lot of reps and some good targets that's actually catchable so he can make plays on. To answer your question on whether or not Nico Collins will get targets this season, the answer is definitely yes, because he is by far, he have looked like the best wide receiver out there on the field for the Texans, excluding Brandon Cooks, because Brandon Cooks hasn't been that active in terms of getting a lot of rest, because we know what Brandon Cooks is at this stage of his career. But Nico Collins has looked like the best receiver for the Texans right now. And not only that, to answer your question about Davis Mills, Davis Mills would definitely be looking for Nico Collins, because one of the things I've noticed about Mills when he's out there on the field, it's like his safety blankets are Brevin Jordan 
and Nico Collins. He's always looking for one of the other guys out there on the field. And I've noticed that ever since OTAs. And John, if you remember going back a couple months ago, I came on this podcast and told you and the listeners that Davis Mills is getting a lot of reps in with Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. He's going to get the targets, man. You, you don't have to worry about that at all. Newly hired head coach on newly drafted Nico Collins. Coach Cully said, you're starting to see him make some plays. As you watch the video, there are still things that he is not doing that we need to do better. The issue that we got to have from him is he's got to make those plays all the time. Right now, that's not happening. So Coach Cully wants to see more out of him. And I think what he's doing right now is just challenging him to be better, which is great. You want to see him do better. You want to see him be more consistent. But as of right now, I, I can't. I don't see a scenario where Nico Collins in this preseason heads into the regular season and that the lowest, he's the number three wide receiver on this depth chart. I don't see a scenario where that doesn't work out for Nico Collins in this offense. And I never want there to be a scenario where I don't tell you guys how you can make some extra cash with betteronline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA action. And don't forget, the NFL is literally in two days, right around the corner. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. And as we continue here on this latest installment of Locked On Texans, Johnny and I wanted to take a look at some early expectations for the first preseason game for your Houston Texans, which is set to begin next Saturday against the Green Bay Packers. Now, listeners, we will be evaluating a lot of things in terms of the Texans and what we want to see in their first preseason game. But I just want to know one question. Is this defense for real? Because the biggest storyline when evaluating this team through the first week of training camp is how good this defense has looked. Ever since Friday, they have now recorded a total of 10 turnovers. And on yesterday, they had an opportunity to record three interceptions, all thrown by Jeff Driscoll. The secondary has looked better. The linebacking core has looked better. The defensive line, headlined by Charles Minihu, Jacob Martin, Shaq Lawson, they have done a pretty solid job at getting after the quarterback, creating pressure. So there are reasons to be excited. However, on the flip side, it's one thing to play against an offense when you already know their offensive schemes. There's one thing to play against an offense when you have a quarterback room of Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, and Jeff Driscoll on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> it's a whole new difficult challenge when you are a defense that is going up against Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. And majority of the time, we're probably not going to see Rodgers, Adams, and Jones take the field too much. But you still got to consider the Packers' offense is 10 times better than what this defense is going up against on a daily basis in the Houston Texans. Absolutely. And that's all fair. 
I think it's fair to, you know, want to see this team just compete against other jerseys. The team wants to compete against other jerseys. They're not having these split practices like they normally would due to COVID precautions, which is amazing. I'm glad they didn't do it. But my expectation for the preseason is just literally getting better from Bill O'Brien's mark. That's that's literally it. Like, we just traded Randall Cobb back to Green Bay, and that contract was terrible. Eric Murray's contract was terrible. There are so many bad contracts. This team was constructed terribly last season. He handed the keys over to Anthony Weaver, did not do him justice. Anthony Weaver didn't do himself justice uh, in the COVID year, so it's, it's really unfair to kind of judge him all the way, but this is still a profession. But I just want to see this team become better than what we saw last year, you know? And with the expectation of becoming better, you're absolutely right. How better is this defense really? Are they really better? Are the improvements really real? Or as Cody already talked about, are they just playing themselves and they pretty much know what the next guy is doing? And I got to go out on a limb and say they are better. I think they're better because they have better players. They're surrounded by better talent. You have no idea what I think this defense can do with Desmond King at the nickel position and with Justin Reed, Terrence Mitchell, and Lonnie Johnson Jr. They have some ways that they can move some of these players around, create some confusion, which in result should be able to create turnovers. And to their point in the last two days, well, over the weekend, they created 10 or so more turnovers. So on the defensive side, I'm looking for that. My expectations offensively, how will the running back group look compared to last year? Because of under, under Bill O'Brien last year, horrendous. They ranked, what, 31st in the league last year, which resulted in them being one of the worst time of possession teams in the league. This year, I want them to be able to run the ball so they can control the clock. I think if you can control the clock, they may get you an extra win or two here and there. I, I just want to see every fingerprint possible from Bill O'Brien gone. And that's very possible. They're, they started doing this with the overhaul of players, bringing in new players, old players leaving, uh, and also the guys that they couldn't immediately get rid of due to their contract situation, like a Whitney Merciless, like an Eric Murray, like those players – they brought in players to compete with them. So when they don't start or they're not getting playing time, you know why? The next guy's better than you. And your buddy from last year, Bill O'Brien, is no longer here to put you in just because. Or Romeo Cornell, who was in the same situation, is going to put him in just because. There are plenty of times last year where we were calling to see these younger players, especially within the last three to four weeks of the NFL season. See what they have. If not, that'll be able to help your job next year to move on from. This is a very important preseason for this franchise. And I like that they started off with Green Bay. Why? Well, you just got rid of Ronald Cobb. He traded him back. And on top of that, this is a good game because I think, like I mentioned yesterday, I believe, I think with three games compared to four, Houston, not Green Bay necessarily, but Houston is in a position to leave guys out on that field a little bit longer so they can get a better evaluation. Cannot wait to see Davis Mills play football. 
Tyrod Taylor get a couple of um, you know, he'll get a couple of series is in, but Davis Mills to play damn near an entire half of football. Nico Collins should as well. Brevin Jordan, John Reed mentioned him, Isaiah Kohler, Ross Blacklock. Some of these guys need to play a good amount of game, a good amount of time in this first preseason game because the evaluation process has already started. That's going to help with it. And now you'll be able to see if that funk of the entity of Bill O'Brien is really gone or not. And I think he will be. And also, you know who we're not mentioning? First-time head coach, David Cully. Want to see how he actually coaches. Can he I can I say of, something real quick? Absolutely. I, let me be the first one to say, what I'm about to say is no disrespect to David Cully. And I'm actually rooting for him to succeed. David Cully, I, I just don't know what's the deal with this guy because when I'm standing there in practice, he he's not really doing that much of coaching. There's there's times I actually forget that he's out there on the field. I'm seeing more coaching being done by Tim Kelly, Pep Hamilton, Robert Prince. Robert Prince was was so excited about the plays that Nico Collins and Kiki QT was making on yesterday. He was jumping and screaming all over the field. Lovey Smith, I'm seeing those guys actually do more coaching other than David Cully. And once again, that's no disrespect to Cully, but when I go back and think about when I was standing there watching Bill O'Brien coach, look, say what you want about Bill O'Brien, but that guy was a character out there on the practice field coaching up his guys. I'm not seeing that in David Cully. That is starting to be a, a, a problem for me. He, he needs to be a little bit more vocal which is why I brought him up. Listen, David Cully is a great motivator. Like whenever you start a franchise on Madden and you want to do a new coach, you know, you can choose the type of coach you want to be. And motivation is one of them. And he's a great motivator, but motivation only gets you so far when the X's and O's are not working. And he... And, and, and to, you know, your point of Tim Kelly and more so... Was it Robert Prince? Robert Prince, uh, Pepper Hamilton, Lovey Pepe. Smith, James Campbell. He has outwardly said, I will be leaning on my coaching staff, which is, you know, I think that's good to admit. It's not really good to hear, but it is good to admit. At least, you know, we're going to have some sort of idea. But like I said, the uh, positive adjective words that he throws around all the time, the great explanations that he always say, that's going to be all fine and dandy until August 14th. The issue that many people had, and I was one of them, was why hire a guy that has never been a coordinator? So he's in a predicament where you got to prove that you can actually do this damn thing because you were picked over coordinators one of which in KC. I'm not going to go back and hype on that train of who should have been here or not. I want to see him succeed. It starts it starts August 14th. You know, I'm not going to repeat myself too much, but I don't care about your personality style. I want to know what your coaching style is and how you will improve this team with X's and O's. Because we just had a head coach that really didn't do good most of the time with X's and O's. 
with every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Betting on the Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And as we close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, yesterday the Texans did allow fans to watch practice once again. And, John, it was a very sad sight to see. Deshaun Watson walking out there on the field. You had fans chanting, Deshaun, don't leave us. <laughs> and then towards the end of practice, there was a small group of spectators who started chanting, we want Deshaun, we want Deshaun. It's it's a sad sight to see because, you know, even though the fans are out there showing their support for Deshaun, that ship has sailed. And it's only a matter of time before we get that notification from Adam Scheffner saying that the Houston Texans have traded Deshaun Watson to this team for X, Y, and Z. Fans usually don't really care about what's happening outside of the field. Some of them don't. Some fans. But, you know, I'm not going to really talk about that. But I will say is, man, that dude really, really don't know what he had here in Houston. Hmm. He don't know what he had here in Houston. Uh, Houston is one of those cities where – they will love you even if you don't bring home a ring. Fans still love J.J. Watt. He never got to a conference game. These Houston fans will love you if you stay in Houston. Or just do right by Houston. A lot of Houston fans still love James Harden. I don't think he knew what he had here in Houston, man. And when I say new, I think he knows now. I, I, I think he knows. Now, I, think, I think there's a little bit of regret he may have. I could be wrong. But I will say that Davis Mills looked better in practice today. Yeah, which most is definitely. more important news. And, and Cody, you were there. 
for Mills to get those reps constantly, and like you mentioned, who had those five picks to start off? Was it seven or five? You mentioned yesterday it was the Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. When he first came into the league, compared to you know Marcus Mariota, who didn't have a lot of turnovers, and look where he is right now. By no means, by no means, am I calling Mills Mariota or Mahomes? But he's going to continue to get those reps because he needs it. Because Mills was drafted in the third round as a project quarterback. But at the very least, we need to see if he can be a part of the future. Last year, several players were drafted. And Houston still has question marks on whether or not they're going to be a part of the future. Because... We didn't see them in training camp. We didn't see them play in a preseason or regular season game. And I think for Mills, talking about how good him and Nico Collins has been, he threw a pretty fade to Nico Collins. Not the one where Nico beat John Reed on, and John Reed basically tried to hug him and still got beat. But it was in the end zone, and Nico went up and got it, but that ball placement for Mills which is something that a lot of college coaches who you talk to about Mills has raved about, his ball placement. But Mills has to be constantly, at least I think, just thrown out there doing training camp and practice. Davis Mills needs a lot of time because Davis Mills needs a lot of confidence. He missed out on possibly because he didn't play college ball, but he has to learn this organization uh, from the field up, and that's good. And hearing him have a better day, seeing some of the throws that he made, hearing about some of those reads that he made is very encouraging. Because like I said yesterday, it's, it's not an issue day one he throws five picks. It's only an issue when it continuously happens. And you limit that by learning more and more and more about the game and the NFL at the same time. And like I mentioned, speaking of time, that's all Davis Mills needs is time. And once again, look, I was out there. Davis Mills, to me, looked comfortable. He looked like a guy. Now, I do want to point this out. He he, he was taking second-team reps because Tyrod Taylor was back. But for the first time in a week, he looked comfortable. He didn't look like he was hesitant. There was times where he did make some throws where you say to yourself, ah, that was a bad read. But I like the development I'm seeing in Davis Mills. I know a lot of people was talking down on him because he threw those five interceptions. But once again, in the words of Allen Iverson, it's practice. We're talking about practice, man. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Before we get out of here, Houston, let's have a good week, man. Football is back on Thursday. But until tomorrow, you guys, peace. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.